Howdy. It is the Views from the Shop podcast, and this is our first real live episode. Welcome in. If you're joining me here before the Wisconsin game, I hope you are. Happy February. It is February 1st. 2023 and you know what that means right i'm sure you do today is national change your password day if you're celebrating today with me and i hope you are making sure that you're protecting yourself from cyber attacks and the likes congrats on a very big day a milestone national change your password day february 1st I don't know about you, but I look forward to National Change Your Password Day every single February 1st when it comes. I've gotten a lot of great reactions from episode zero. I want to thank everyone for that to start off this show from people who cover Ohio State sports to fans and everyone in between. Very, very thankful for the outpouring of support that we've gotten already. Let's keep doing this. So please, if you like what you hear, like this episode, subscribe, download, follow, find us on Twitter, all of the things so that you can stay up to date on what we're doing. And of course, continue to give us some love on Twitter. We are at the shot pod. Today's show. We're going to make it clear what this podcast is about. I'll be quick on that. I'm going to talk about the state of Ohio State basketball at this time. And then we'll go into preview a matchup with Wisconsin that will happen tonight. And then we'll close off the show with some feedback from listeners already who have thoughts on tonight's game. So let's begin with what this podcast is all about. I want to make it clear again. This is a year-round Ohio State basketball exclusive podcast, regularly programmed, where I will go through and talk about Ohio State basketball, not every day, but multiple times a week, for those Buckeye fans who root for Ohio State. Biggest point I want to make here is Ohio State is known as a football school, But did you know that they are the 10th best basketball program of all time? That's not me saying that. I'm not making that claim. This comes from collegefootballnews.com. This article was posted on, or, or I guess updated, January 30th. I believe I found it before then. But they came out with their best college basketball programs of all time. Ohio State ranked 10th, one point behind 9th ranked Michigan State. How do they come up with this? these rankings? A few things. Final Four appearances, NCAA tournament appearances, amount of weeks ranked, all those different types of things. You know, Ohio State has made it to more Final Fours than any other team in the Big Ten. It's true. Give Ohio State some love. So when I'm scrolling through Twitter of the Ohio State basketball season, not enough talk about this basketball team that deserves love. 
One more thing before we get into it. Goodbye, January. Ohio State goes 2-7 in January. Let's kiss that month goodbye and hope February is better. One other shout-out I want to make here before we get into it. Adam Jardy of the Columbus Dispatch, the Bucketheads as well on Twitter who have an Ohio State basketball dedicated podcast. Much love to both of those individuals or three individuals, I should say, given Ohio State basketball, the coverage they deserve. Give them a look. I'm sure you already have, but shout out to them. Thankful for support from those already and, of course, from the fans. Let's move on to the state of Ohio State basketball. That's where I want to kick off this show. Ohio State right now sitting at 11-10, 3-7 in the Big Ten Conference. They are much closer to the basement of the Big Ten than they are the the ceiling. Is that the proper term? The 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 attic, the the upper floor. Whatever it may be, Ohio State is not close. They are a bottom dweller right now. It's unknown territory for a lot of Ohio State fans who have seen this program be very, very good. Ohio State hasn't missed the NCAA tournament under Chris Holtman. Minus the COVID year when everyone missed the NCAA tournament, technically. That was not played. However, let us not forget, there was one simulation that had Ohio State winning the whole dang thing. How dare COVID take that from us? Ohio State has not had a losing season since the 2003-2004 season. And right now, they are on the verge of a potential losing season. They've lost seven of their last eight, as I mentioned, two and seven in January, and they've had plenty of winnable games. Think about the month of January in particular. They lost to Purdue by three. Three points they lost to Purdue, and remember, Zed Key injured in that game early on, did not return. If they have Zed Key, do they win that game? Definitely a possibility. They're up against Maryland at halftime, crumble in the second half, lose that one. They lost to Minnesota, probably easy, easily the worst team in the Big Ten. Lost to Rutgers, lost to Maryland, lost to Illinois, got completely outplayed by them, and then most recently getting crushed by Indiana. Of course, they had a win against Iowa where they re- looked really, really good in that game. Ohio State was near the top in Ken Palm rankings. They've tumbled now to 27th. And speaking of Ken Palm rankings, if there's any hope for Ohio State here in the second half of Big Ten play, it's this. Out of every single team in NCAA Division I basketball, Ohio State ranks as the least lucky team, according to Ken Palm. Least lucky. That means balls are not bouncing their way, shots not falling, getting beat by teams that they probably shouldn't lose to in certain ways. Whatever the case may be, if there's any hope for us as Buckeye fans, it's this. They're the least lucky team, law of averages says. They're going to win a couple of games that maybe they shouldn't here in the second half of Big Ten play. You look from December to January, shooting metrics, wherever you look, two-pointers, free throws, three-pointers, field goal percentage, everywhere, they've dropped across the board. Ohio State is continually getting out-rebounded, and I think the biggest issue that we have right now is there is no identity with this team. Leadership is lacking. Fans notice it. Chris Holtman has spoken about it. 
He's encouraged specifically Zed Key, Justice Suing, to step up as leaders. But right now, this team has no identity because it has no leadership. Look at last year. Malachi Branham, EJ Liddell. You knew you could trust those two players night in and night out to go out, put up 15 points or more, and lead Ohio State. EJ Liddell, too? My gosh. Take me back to those days with EJ Liddell. Last year, how he grew as a shot blocker, he lost some weight, he became way more athletic, such a fun player to watch. Who's the shot blocker this year? Felix Akpara is a great defender, he's got great length, but the identity that the team has this year, it's non-existent. We don't know what this Ohio State team is. Speaking of no identity, Chris Holtman had a press conference on Monday where he spoke to a few of these things. Number one, he spoke about the start of Big Ten play. He said, quote, it's hard not to be disappointed with the first 10 games of league play. So our challenge is let's finish in a way we feel good about. What specifically that looks like I'm not really interested in getting into. What I do want to focus on is just improving in those specific areas we need to improve in. End quote. Have you heard of chat? Chat C? Chat GPT? Is that what it's called? Something like that. The AI that essentially you tell it to do anything and it'll do it for you. I think what happened here was Chris Holtman said, write me an answer to a journalist's question in terms of what we need to do better in the second half of the year. And that's what it spit out. He said, what that specifically looks like, to finish in a way we feel good about, I don't know. And I'm also not going to get into specific areas we need to improve in, but we just need to be better. I don't know what that means. Look, I'm not on the fire Holtman train. I think it's a lazy take. I'm sorry if that offends. I think it's lazy, unless you've got good reasoning to back that up, which if you're on that side, I'm sure you do. Please put down the pitchforks. It's episode one. Chill. But, man, that is that is an uninspiring answer. He's talking about simply getting better in specific areas and then not being specific about what those areas are. Don't love that answer. In this press conference as well, he talked about some specific areas where he'd like to see the team get better. After saying he didn't want to go into specifics, I don't know what that means. A couple things he mentioned. Ball movement, shooting better, shooting more threes, rebounding better. At the beginning of the year, this Ohio State team was one of the best three-point shooting teams in the nation. They still are near the top. They just don't shoot the three ball all that much. In terms of leadership, like I said, he challenged Zed Key just as suing. He also said he's starting to hear Bruce Thornton's voice more. Called him a dream player for a coach, a consistent worker. Sounds like he's pleased with Bruce Thornton. That's great to hear. I don't know what else to say. Why why are we talking about Bruce Thornton and not Zed Key and Justice Suing leading this team? I don't know. A couple places he wants to improve as well. He talked about rebounding. Said, quote, we've just got to keep working on it, end quote. No specifics. Didn't talk about if it's a luck factor or a skill factor. Just said we got to keep working on it. Okay, Chris, I'll buy that. How, though? I guess we'll have to find out. Also spoke about Tanner Holden, who did not play until the four-minute mark in the second half against Indiana on Saturday night. 
quote, rotation always gets trimmed a little bit this time of year, end quote. So it sounds like Tanner Holden's playing time is going to decrease, which I'm totally fine with. He's been a role player at best, hasn't really done much. You want to see him score. He's an 1,000-point scorer coming from Wright State. He hasn't done a lot for Ohio State this far, minus, of course, the game-winning buzzer-beater shot against Rutgers. So all in all, the state of this Ohio State team is as bad as it's probably ever been. They can afford to lose one more game than they win in order to be 500 exactly, and that is not the standard in Columbus, Ohio. You know it. I know it. We want a good Ohio State basketball team. That's not where they're at right now. If there's any hope for this team in the future, it's that they just have been so unlucky, and the law of averages says they will get lucky again, or for the first time this year. At one point in the season, they were ranked number one in Kenpom. Kenpom loved this team. So there's potential that they will be able to figure this out. I do believe that. Before we talk about figuring this out, and what that looks like against Wisconsin. Are you tired of hearing my voice? I hope not. 14 minutes in, that would be bad. If you don't want to hear my voice give this talk, you could be the solution for this. Views from the Shop podcast is looking for a couple of industry-exclusive sponsors to help grow this show while growing their presence. We're looking for specific companies within the Columbus area, looking to spread the word about their solution, their side gig, whatever you do to help the community. In return, we'll give you industry-exclusive airtime on this podcast, listened to by hopefully hundreds upon hundreds of listeners before the end of the season, allowing us to grow our podcast, get more reach, and get more reach for you as well. If you're interested, reach out on Twitter, again, our Twitter handle is quite simply at the shop pod. Reach out. We're willing to make something work for you. All right, got that out of the way. Let's talk about how Ohio State makes this work against Wisconsin. Preview this game real quick. Not real quick. No promises there. Remember I said in episode zero, I'll never make a promise I can't keep. That's true. I mean that. Wisconsin. We'll talk about their strengths and weaknesses. Let's start with who they are as a team. 12-8, and 4-6 and six in the Big Ten. Reeling right now, just as much as Ohio State. They have lost six of their past seven games, and they are 2-6 and six in quad one games so far this year. In comparison to Ohio State, Ohio State is 2-8 and eight in quad one games this year. So not only are they not playing well, they don't play well against good competition as of right now. Looking back to their non-conference schedule, they played a tougher one than Ohio State, which wasn't all that hard to do, but they did it. They played Kansas in November. I don't really know how much that game counts. They did lose in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They lost to Wake Forest, a team that is outside the bubble conversation right now, at least. Join the club, Ohio State and Wisconsin, with Wake Forest. They were able to take out Marquette in early December, which is a really, really good win in the battle of Wisconsin basketball teams. I assume they, they compete for a, a cheese curd trophy or, or medal or something like that. And if they don't, they should. That's just that's Wisconsin for you. Two 
high-quality basketball programs just getting after it. Love to see that. Wisconsin as a whole, they're ranked 69th. And Kempom, Ohio State ranked 27th in comparison. And this is a bubble team. Depending on where you go, whether it be Fox Sports, ESPN, CBS Sports, you'll see both Ohio State and Wisconsin either on the bubble or not even in the conversation. Some have Wisconsin ranked higher than Ohio State. Others have Ohio State ranked higher than Wisconsin. All that to say, each of these two teams reeling right now on the outside looking in of the NCAA tournament needing a win in Columbus tonight. It's very simple. The winner of this game has a chance to get their season on track. The loser of this game continues to fall in contention to even make the NCAA tournament. Wisconsin, their top performers, you look at Tyler Wall. He leads the team in scoring at 12.6 points per game. He's missed some time this season, but probably their most consistent offensive threat. They've got two top 10 three-point shooters in the Big Ten, Chucky Hepburn. I am assuming you recognize that name. And then Connor Essegen as well. Essegen's a freshman. He shot the ball really well, but he does have a baby face. Not sure how much you can trust a guy who's got a baby face. Look at Bryce Sensenball. Does he have a baby face? I don't think he really does. Essegen definitely does. It, it, there's no question about it. I don't know if the man can grow facial hair. If he can, he probably should. Just have trim it. Or something like that. But but he has a big time baby face. The only time that scares me is when you're a three point shooter. There's something that, that doesn't go well. When you mix both of those together. And you've got a, a lethal weapon from behind the arc. These are two top ten three point shooters. Back on track here. Who field goal percentage wise. No. They're not. But volume wise. They are. They will hit a bunch of threes. They'll shoot a bunch. And they'll hit a bunch. So this Wisconsin team, typically known for being a good defensive team and for shooting three-pointers, that's kind of what they are this year. They've got the weapons offensively, although they don't really have a consistent threat on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively and offensively, the backcourt just isn't as good as it was last year. They've lost some pieces due to both transfers and graduations to where the team backcourt wise isn't as good as it was last year however looking at their defense I think it has improved from last year they're top 40 in the nation in in adjusted defensive efficiency which is far better than their offense so defensively they match up pretty pretty well that's the strength of this team whereas Ohio State strength is obviously their offense offensively not good in terms of Big 10 ranks, they're in the bottom four in field goal percentage, scoring overall per game, and free throw shooting. The only place where Wisconsin can really beat you offensively is with the three, like we've talked about. And then something that you may notice or you may not notice, this team, good defensively, they're one of two teams with three players in the top 20 in steals in the Big 10. Did I lose you there? I may have. I'll repeat that. Wisconsin, one of two teams in the Big Ten with three players in the top 20 in steals. That feels like a really, really obscure stat, and that's why I had to share it. They've got some guys who can get their hands on the ball, get in the passing lanes. It's a solid team, 
defensively. So you give credit where it's due there. When you look at Ohio State, how does Ohio State match up with Wisconsin? Well, where Wisconsin is strong is where Ohio State is strong. No question. But this Wisconsin offense does not scare me too much. Ohio State by no means is a fantastic team defensively. But Wisconsin doesn't have the guys that they have had in previous years. And that's part of the reason why they're 12-8 and eight right now. Now, Wisconsin could be saying the exact same thing about Ohio State. E.J. Liddell, no longer there. Malachi Branham, no longer there. Dwayne Washington, no longer there. And the list goes on and on. But what Ohio State does have is Bryce Sensenball. And you go back to the identity of Ohio State basketball. What do they have? Not an identity, that's for sure. Behind Bryce Sensenball, you're wondering who's going to step up to the plate and start scoring for Ohio State. This is a game where you hope they can do it. This is a game where you hope that they can start to see some things, move around rotationally, find something that works, start to rebound. Wisconsin is not a team that will out-rebound you or or out-box you out simply with size. They're just a pretty average team right now. So as we head into Wednesday night, we've got two average teams going at it. One team at home, Ohio State, they get the advantage there. Offensively, Ohio State has the advantage. Defensively, Wisconsin has the advantage. But when you look at the matchup between the two, I'm probably taking Ohio State with having a greater advantage of their offense over Wisconsin's defense than Wisconsin's offense has over Ohio State's defense. So that's a Wisconsin team. It's not a team that should scare you. It's not a team that is what they've been in previous years. And it's a team that Ohio State quite simply needs to beat if they want any shot of going to the NCAA tournament. There's also been a lot of talk about the next three-game stretch for Ohio State. They've got Wisconsin tonight. They'll take on Michigan up in Ann Arbor on Sunday. And then next week, their first game of the week is against Northwestern. A lot of Ohio State fans notice this three-game stretch as one where they could win three games in a row and one where they really do need to win three games in a row. Now, Northwestern is a solid team. I think they deserve some more respect. They're near the top of the Big Ten Conference standings-wise right now. They're a scrappy team. They're, They're looking kind of talented, and they're starting to get some attention nationally. But before you can even look at Northwestern, before you can look at Michigan, you need to look at this game, and Ohio State needs to beat Wisconsin. How can Ohio State beat Wisconsin? Well, I asked some of you lucky listeners for your feedback, and here's what I got. I'm going to save two notes for the end here. I'll say a couple to start. Joe Pennington, a friend of the pod, he wants Ohio State to be able to contain Wall and Hepburn by playing better defense as a team. I'm okay with that. I won't argue against it. That's fine. Will, a friend of the pod, whose last name I will try to pronounce, but probably won't go well. Will Grabovac, let me know if I pronounce your name correctly. If not, I apologize. He'd like to see Ohio State play through Bryce as well as Zed, 
and he'd like to see them play more up-tempo instead of solely half-court sets. Ben Madden, friend of the pod, says, play Holden. Sounds like that's not going to happen. I'm sorry, Ben. Should I stop there? I won't stop there. But sounds like Tanner Holden's not going to get a lot of playing time. Also wants to see Roddy Gale, Felix Akpara, get some playing time. 20 minutes apiece. I don't think that's happening. But I respect the the thoughts here. Gale and Akpara, maybe. Tanner Holden, mm-mm. I don't think so. Then there's two, two common themes here, along with one from Will. Mike Bross, again, hoping I'm pronouncing your name right, says half-court offense is gross. So push the ball and look for quick, easy buckets. I'm all for that. I agree the, the half-court offense has been gross. You're lucky I didn't have this podcast during this losing streak especially after the loss to Minnesota where my jaw was on the floor I picked it up it was so the movement the motion a junior high coach could have come in there and taught them a motion offense that looked better than what they ran against Minnesota it was horrible so I agree that the half court offense is gross Sean Chislam three words that's it from Sean he seems mild-mannered, yet well, well-spoken. Sean says, get in transition. Very simple. So we have three people here. I got a couple other comments. Three people begging Ohio State to get out in transition. Sean Chislam, three words, get in transition. Mike Browse, half-court offense is gross. Push the ball and look for quick, easy buckets. Will Grabovac, play more up-tempo. I think that's it. I think we as fans understand how Ohio State can win the ball game tonight. Push the ball. Here's the other thing I'll say. Look at Ohio State and their talent. Just simply look at the athleticism. Ohio State's a more athletic team. They're faster. They're stronger. They can drive to the rim. Look at the recruiting classes that Ohio State has brought in compared to Wisconsin. Buckeyes are better. Run in transition. Use your athletes and go win that game tonight. Ohio State, by the way, is favored in this game. And if you care at all, which you may not, you may not even care that Ohio State is favored because they've been favored before and have lost multiple times. ESPN Analytics, their matchup predictor, if you care about that, gives Ohio State an 85.1% chance to win this game. That is an overwhelming favorite, according to ESPN Analytics. I, I'm not a computer, unlike ESPN Analytics, but seems like a good shot Ohio State wins this game. I think that's exactly what they need to do, though, is run in transition, get moving, push the ball down the floor. I'd like to see Ice likely get some more consistent playing time and hopefully prove that he can score and be that guy for Ohio State. We'll see if that happens. But overall, if Ohio State can push the ball tonight, I think they win the game. 
I have an okay feeling about tonight. For the first time in weeks, I have an okay feeling about tonight. So let's see what happens. Last thing I want to get to. Got a question yesterday from a friend and a fan of the show. Again, it's Will Grabovac. And I tell you what, man, I got to figure out how to say your last name. Because if you keep sending me DMs and messages and I keep messing up your last name, you're not going to keep sending me messages or liking tweets. And that's not good. So let's figure that out. Boy, you're getting you're getting a lot of showtime today, Will. Don't let that get to your head, man. Good for you. Good for you. Anyways, he asked, is there any possible way we could offer Bryce Sensenball a, quote, nasty slash hefty, end quote, NIL deal to keep him here for next year? In short, the answer is no. This this takes a, a, a much bigger perspective to understand, but we should learn from the Ohio State football team. Ohio State has been getting crushed in recruiting recently, especially in the transfer portal, because they have not figured out how to weaponize NIL yet. The collectives and the athletic departments, at least at Ohio State, are not working together. And because of that, I don't see any way that if Ohio State cannot work with the NIL on the football team, where there's more funding than just about any college program in the United States, they are in the top 99.999 percentile in funding on the Ohio State football side. If they can't figure out NIL there, they're not going to figure out how to figure out NIL for Bryce Sensenball. As good as he is, they're not going to figure that out when Ohio State is on the fringe of going under 500. Sensenball is not going to want to come back to a losing team would be my guess. I don't know. But that's my uneducated guess. I don't think he'll want to come back to a losing team. And I don't think Ohio State will figure out the NIL with enough time to get him to stay. This is a guy who right now is being mocked 10th, 15th, 20th. He's a first-round talent right now in the NBA draft. I would encourage him to go if I were Chris Holtman because you want what's best for your players and you want him to go ball out in the NBA. Because that makes Ohio State basketball look better in the future. So no, I don't think that Bryce Sensabaugh will be back next year. I don't think that there's any shot. It's a good question, though. It's a good thought. But if they can't figure it out with the football team, I don't see them figuring out with the basketball team. That's today's show. We got through episode one, previewing Wisconsin, talking about the state of the program, and even becoming more aware of password protection and the fact that today is National Change Your Password Day. Thanks for listening to today's show. It's been good. It's been fun. We're going to keep this going. The energy is only going to get better here. We may talk less about basketball and more about whatever the national day is. I don't know. Thanks for joining today. I will be back to recap the Wisconsin game tomorrow. The episode will drop. And then I'll also preview the Michigan game before the weekend, before recapping the Michigan game, and that'll probably come out on Monday morning. So stay tuned. Again, please, my life doesn't depend on it, but it's pretty close. Follow, like, subscribe, hit the bell, turn on notifications, find us on Twitter, love all the stuff we're doing. This has been the Views from the Shop podcast. Go Bucks.